Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Mindful Podcast. My name is Sage Patterson, and today I wanted to talk about anxiety. This is an important topic to me, as I'm sure it is for a lot of people. I personally suffer from anxiety, and it can be so debilitating some days and make me feel like I just can't do anything else but focus on calming myself down and getting to a place where I'm at peace again. Now, if you don't have anxiety, it is hard to understand for yourself just what those of us who do suffer from it are going through. I used to spend a lot of time trying to convince people that anxiety was real and that, no, it wasn't just an overreaction to something. And also, no, I can't just calm down and stop being anxious. If you could see me right now, you'd know that I used air quotes for that last statement. Anxiety is hard to explain to anyone who has never had it, and it comes in several forms. I can remember one attack I had in particular. It was on Super Bowl Sunday of all days, random, I know. And to this day, I can't really tell you why it happened, but man, it sucked. It started off in the morning for no reason at all with just little chest pains, and then it progressed to stronger chest pains, and then it moved its way into my head as a pounding headache and down into the side of my jaw, almost like a headache just all around, all over. I didn't want to talk. I I didn't really want to do much of anything. I just wanted to lay down and focus on making all of this pain just go away. None of my family really could understand why I was having this pain, and they couldn't empathize on what it felt like either. I remember telling my mom that, you know, I was going through this anxiety attack, and I didn't know why, and I don't, I didn't know how to stop it, and she would just tell me, just breathe and relax. Good advice for any other moment, but not during that one. What could I calm down from if I didn't even know what provoked it? I was having a good day, I thought. I was in a good mood for the most part, but still, for some reason, I was having these pains. It lasted all day, and no medicine could touch it. I went to bed with those chest pains, and I woke up with them too. Now, I haven't had an anxiety attack like that in a long time, and I'm so thankful for that. But I still had the chest pains that came most days, and it was like I couldn't escape this pain, and I didn't understand why I was always feeling this way, and it sucked. That's the only way I can put it. It sucks. I know I'm not the only one out there who can relate to my story. I know there are so many people who suffer just like I do. I know even more that those who do suffer are sometimes surrounded by people who just don't understand, and that can make any situation worse. I finally decided for myself that the only thing that was going to help me and stop this constant pain was for me to seek out help beyond myself and beyond my loved ones. I needed an outsider to my life, someone who could be unbiased and could maybe see a problem that I was too close to realize was even there. And when I went to my first appointment, it was a huge huge weight lifted off of my shoulders. Yes, I cried. Yes, I even ugly cried at least once. 
but it felt good. It felt good to just talk. I was able to let it all out. Everything that I had been holding in that was probably triggering my anxiety in the first place, I was able to get on medicine that helped stop the pains. And that, my friends, just that alone was amazing. I can't tell you how nice it is to live a normal day without those annoying pains constantly starting up. I could finally breathe again. I could be me again. And I finally got all of that negative out of my head where it doesn't belong and out into the open where I can deal with it head on. But I know that not everyone is like me and not everyone's solution is that simple when it comes to anxiety or any mental health disorder for that matter. I understand that fullheartedly. I know that each of us has a different struggle going on in, in our lives and we all have very different past and traumas. And that's why it is important to always look at things from a different point of view. So today I have someone who is a friend that I met through social media and through doing things like Advocare and Beachbody. That's how I met her. Her name is Callie and she too has had her battle with anxiety. I thought it was important to bring someone else on who has suffered with anxiety because everyone is different. Like I said, everyone has a different journey. Everyone learns to cope differently and learns ways that help them to get through those rough times. So while you may not be able to relate to my journey, you could possibly relate to hers. First of all, I just want to say thank you for agreeing to come on and talk with me. Um, it's hard for me to talk about my anxiety sometimes, especially to others that don't really understand what it is. Uh, a lot of my family doesn't get it. So it's nice to have someone that gets it and gets what it's like. Yeah, totally. I, um, yeah, I, sometimes I'll try to like explain it to Ivan and he's just like, well, just don't think that way. And I'm like, well, that's easy for you to say that. But, um, I think talking about it helps too. Um, just getting it out there and letting people know it's something that you struggle with. It like kind of breaks the chains of anxiety a little bit. So, that's why I've talked about it because I noticed when I started talking about it, it wasn't like as bad as I thought it was anymore, if that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense because I realized that I needed to seek out um, help like other than just like trying to talk to family members. So I um, went to counseling for it and that has helped so much. It's like a weight lifted and it's just nice to be able to talk to someone that gets it, you know, and that won't judge me or I won't feel judged for it. I'm not saying my family did, but I didn't feel judged in counseling. Yeah, I, um, I've never done counseling except two years ago. I was very close to being like, okay, I either need to go see a doctor or I need to like go to counseling I need something um and I told my mom about it I broke down crying and she was like well I have anxiety your grandma has anxiety she was like I didn't want to talk about it when you were kids because I didn't want you growing up thinking that that was something that you were gonna have to deal with it 
when I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been dealing with this since I was like eight years old. Why didn't you talk about it? Because then I wouldn't have felt crazy. And so now I know I can always turn to my mom and talk to her um, because she, she deals with it and it, it runs heavy in our family. Wow. I don't know. I don't know that anybody in my family has it or maybe they just don't realize they mm-hmm. have it. Um, so you said you've had it since you were like eight. Did you start can, to see it like then? Yeah, I can remember, um, like probably eight being like, feeling anxiety which obviously I didn't know then that that's what it was um it wasn't until later in life that I realized okay um my anxiety really um revolves almost around like the fear of death um and so I just remember like not wanting to stay the night with friends um because I was afraid that either I would die or something would happen to my mom overnight or something and I would like never see her again right um or I would always kind of be like well what's the point of life I I remember thinking that at like eight like what's the point of all of this <laughs> right yeah no I uh, do you did you get any like chest pains or headaches or anything or was it just this like feeling of just like panic like un- like you can't settle your mind Um, when I was younger, I don't ever recall ever like getting sick from it or feeling physically sick. Um, but just an unsettling and like once a thought crosses my mind, I will think about it for days on end. Yes. Um, and so in my mom, which, so I've never been to a doctor, so I've never been diagnosed. So it's all kind of self diet, like I just from what I've read and then talking to my mom and she was like, because my mom ended up going to the doctor and she has the same type of anxiety I do where it's like OCD. So you have a thought and um, OCD compulsive, I think is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but you like have a thought and it stays there and you just can't forget about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is about death as well. So I never remember ever getting physically sick or anything like that from it. But when I... Um, but as I got older, there'd be times when I'm like, oh my gosh, like my breath, like breathing and stuff. And then two years ago, there were times where I felt like physically sick from it. Um, but not when I was younger. What do you, what do you feel like helped you tackle that anxiety? Like as you got older, what do you feel like helped you tackle that more? Well, I think the big step, um, was first admitting that I like had anxiety out loud and so that was telling Ivan and my mom and ever since then it was like a weight lifted kind of like how you said going to counseling so Mm -hmm. I don't go to counseling but I do um about two years ago is when we started going to our small group um with my with some people that I go to church with and so we meet every week and that feels like counseling to me especially since I openly talk about my anxiety there and everyone there knows that I struggle with it so anytime I'm having a hard time I can reach out to any of them or every Sunday like I have that and so I think that has helped tremendously because it's basically like counseling for me yeah I think having a good 
support group, you know, like a good foundation of people that are going to let you talk when you need to or just be there for you is so important when it comes to anxiety, but really just mental health in general. And if I didn't have like my husband or my mom who's trying to understand, but if I didn't have those people and like it stayed in my head, like you said, I don't think I would ever get sleep. I really don't. Yeah. For sure. I know. I'm so jealous of my husband. He like lays down and he's asleep and I'm like, okay, I gotta, I have to be exhausted to just fall asleep like that. Um, I agree. The, the support system is huge. And then, um, yeah, just, I think when you talk about anxiety, anxiety to me, um, like it holds all of its power is is being held like is being held by you staying quiet about it and when it's in your head it has all the power over over you so when I talk about it it's like okay I'm not gonna allow myself to sit here and let it have power over me so I'm gonna go and tell someone like if I'm feeling really anxious I will like just be like hey Ivan like I'm feeling anxious today and sometimes I'll tell them about what, sometimes I won't, and or I'll text one of my friends and be like, hey, I'm just feeling really anxious today. And it's like almost immediately a weight is lifted because it's like other people know I'm struggling right now. And um, it just like breaks the chains almost of anxiety. Yeah, I, I mentioned earlier um, in the podcast, I had mentioned that things always seem bigger in your mind until you talk about them and you're able to you know hear them for yourself and you're like oh okay like I can deal with this and that was probably my biggest struggle was talking about it and not just holding it in because it felt so bad to me yes yeah it definitely is worse in your mind and especially when you hold it in like it especially if you have a thought that like is not leaving or that same anxious feeling is not leaving, it will literally make you feel like you want to burst. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like, and so if you don't talk about it or get it out somehow, like you will feel for days terrible. Yes. I I don't know about you, but I cannot sleep. (laughs) I cannot. I like, it literally just runs through my head all day until I figure it out. You know, I always, I always tell my mom, like, she'll text me something like, hey, call me. I have something to tell you. And then, like, I'm like, don't tell me stuff like that because I will freak out. I was like, I'm serious. Like, don't. Like, just call me and tell me. I said, my anxiety will shoot up there if you tell me stuff like that. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I am the same way. Or if I get, like, a phone call at a, like, weird time from my mom and then I call back and she doesn't call me like doesn't answer and I'm like what the heck just happened why are you calling right now like yeah yes I'm like that too I'm like don't do that because you're gonna make me so worried and I'm literally not gonna be able to focus on anything else until I talk to you that's exactly how I am too so is your anxiety just kind of like with do you think it stems from anything or do you think it's just it's just there. Like it doesn't have to have a trigger or anything. Um, I think my anxiety is, I almost, well, 
so I think um, I don't remember anything happen happening in my childhood that that I can pinpoint this as why it is, but I think um, it's almost generational, I feel like. Um, and so I actually listened to a podcast a long time ago that made me be like, oh my gosh, I have to break the chains of anxiety because I cannot allow Elowen to go through this. And don't fact check me on this because it's been so long since I've heard this, but it was saying that like in the fifth, um, so in like the 1950s, um, you, like, uh, an adult would experience anxiety, um, that would, that seems pretty bad, and in today's time, a child experiences anxiety that, um, would be, that in the 1950s, they would get, um, hospitalized for that anxiety. That's how, like, so how different it is from, um, or how much more, um, each generation experiences more anxiety than the next right if that makes sense no that makes um, sense and so when i read that i was like uh-uh i have got i'm gonna be open about this elwin is gonna know that i struggle with this so that if she has those thoughts i can know to help her that we can break this anxiety so i think mine is almost like generational um and then I know that my anxiety is like triggered just here's one of my triggers is traveling which I love to travel but right before um that happens I get really anxious or I get anxious over if I'm really excited about something mm -hmm. um like for example my wedding um that was two years ago um and that was when I was the most anxious and when I basically had a breakdown and was like, mom, I can't do this and realizing that she has anxiety too. And I think it was because I was so excited about my upcoming wedding because there's this huge life, you know, event happening. And I was just so afraid that like, um, because I think mine stems back to the fear of death. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, what if I die before my wedding or this happens before my wedding? What if I don't get to experience that? Right. Yeah. I think a lot of people, there's a big stigma around mental health, but like anxiety too. Like people use it too often, you know, like they, they use it too freely sometimes I feel like, mm -hmm. and they make it harder for those of us who do suffer to make others right. understand. Like, no, I'm not just, I'm not just like freaking out. Like I, I literally can't stop. Like it, it I can't just shut it off. Right. Like, a lot of people right. think that I could just shut it off if I wanted to, and I can't. I mean, my anxiety, I got chest pains almost every day, headaches, um, moved into my jaw, got pains in my jaw. Like, I felt like I was having a heart attack most of the time, and so people would be like, I'll just stop, and I'm like, I promise you that if I could, I would totally turn this off right now, but I can't. Right. And that's, if you don't understand it, you have no place to tell someone how to, like, handle their anxiety because it's, and I'm so lucky that I have not had much of the physical aspect of it because I know some people can, like, it literally makes you feel, like, migraines, stomach aches, all that, which I have had that, um, a few times, but that's when I, like, 
just let my anxiety get the best of me where mm -hmm. I was two years ago. And now I try not to let it get to that point, but there's still times when, you know, it does, but I really haven't experienced much of the mental or like the physical um, side effects, which I, I couldn't imagine feeling like that every single day. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely not something that you can just turn off or just stop thinking about it. But if, if you don't understand anxiety, then um, it's just hard to comprehend that. It is. Yeah. Um, I think it's awesome that you have such an amazing support system. It's hard to find. I really think it is truly I mean, it's hard to find genuine people that actually, you know, want to listen and not just tell you what they think, you know, they're just there for you. Right. Like people just telling you, well, just stop. You know, it's like, well, I don't really need that in this moment. I just kind of need, I need to get this off my chest right, right now. And I think it's so important to have that. So important. Yeah. And I think it's important too, just like how you wanted to start this podcast in your blog is talking about it more because someone could be like you where you don't really have anyone in your life who struggles with anxiety or anyone in your immediate family and so stumbling upon a podcast or a blog or a social media post you know talking about anxiety and then someone being like oh my gosh I'm not crazy this is okay. a real thing and so I think it is so important to talk about our struggles and have that out there because you never know who you're going to help with that. Right. That's why, that's mostly why I wanted to start this was I wanted to, I wanted to stop the stigma on like, oh, we're not supposed to talk about this. We can't really talk about this. You know, no matter what it is, it's just like mental health is like, we don't talk about this, you know, like we just deal with it and go. Um, but uh, that's mainly why I wanted to start this was so just if I could reach just one person that maybe didn't feel like they had the voice to speak out, that they could hear us talk about it and know it's okay to talk about it and talk about the way that you feel. Right. And I wouldn't be surprised if you found a lot of freedom um, from your anxiety by doing this as well. Um just because I think it'll it it'll be like ground breaking and trades breaking for you as well just being able to openly talk about that too do, do you feel like um social media and being more out there has helped you kind of push past it a little bit yeah i do think so um because so i've really the past two years i've made it something that i'm really passionate about in my own life to break chains but also to um because so I do Instagram. I do have a blog, but I hardly ever write on there anymore. I do more more of Instagram. Um, I guess influencing, if that's what you want to call it, um, which I don't talk about anxiety every day, but anytime I'm feeling anxious, I do like to kind of put it out there or say, hey, I, I was feeling anxious and this is what I did. Or I'm talking about it because then, it's, then I'm going to feel better. And I've had a lot of people who have reached out to me afterwards saying like thank you and it's like I am so glad to help other people but this is also for me you know what I mean yes I um, do. so it's been it's been really good um and I'm a believer and so I don't think that um you know God made 
make me an anxious person, but it is something that I struggle with. And I think he can definitely use it um, and give me a purpose out of it, even though it may have not came from him. Um, and so that's kind of where I stand with it as well. Yeah, I like, I like that perspective. You know, I never really thought of it in that way, but I really, I really like that to know that even though we suffer from anxiety, we can have a purpose for it. He has a purpose for it and we can use it for good, you know, instead of just being crippled by it. And that's, yes. that's so important is to not, is to see the different side of it and to just don't let it cripple you or it, it literally will eat you alive if you let it. Yes. Well, and I, um, I don't want to turn this like completely um, religious, but it is also a big part of my, how I've been dealing with my anxiety. Um, but I, I'm sure you've seen like the quote on Facebook going around that, um, you know, God's not going to give you something more than you can handle. And so for a while it's like, okay, yeah, God, oh, you think I can handle this? Like, okay, it's coming from God. And then in my small group, I brought that up and a good friend of mine, he was like, I do not like that quote because not everything comes from God. If you believe in God and Jesus, you believe that Satan is real and Satan has power in this world right now. And not everything is coming from God. There's a real enemy out there and your anxiety is probably coming from the devil. And so, um, that's where I, I, I believe that my anxiety is definitely something that the devil is using to try to hold me back and hold me back from my purpose. Um, and so that's why I've kind of been like, okay, this isn't from God, but God is going to use it as a purpose for me in my life. Right. Um, so I don't want to go too religious because I don't know where you want this to go, but, but um, I did want to throw that out there. No, no, I love that perspective because that's true. Um, I... I think that anxiety holds me back a lot, and I do think that that is, you know, the devil trying to hold me back from things that I'm really passionate about and I want to do in life and I want to accomplish in life, but this anxiety comes up right at that time, you know, when I'm about to take, yes. when I'm about to take that leap, and as I've gotten older and I've gotten more okay with my anxiety and accepting it and that this is just, it's not going to define me. Um, I've been able to push past it a lot, but when I was like younger and like a teenager that I couldn't do that a lot. I couldn't push past things a lot. So I do feel like, I mean, you're 100% right to me. Yeah. And everyone's perspective is going to be different. Um, but that is something that has been huge for me is, you know, um, just realizing where my anxiety comes from and, um, just leading into God. But, um, and I do want to say that I have not had to be put on medication. Two years ago, I really was close to it and I was about to, but I just wanted to give it a little more time to try to kind of get a hold on it. But I think medication, counseling, all that is great tools that, whether you are a Christian or not, like that is for everyone. Like if you need medication, don't be ashamed of that. Or if you need to go to counseling, don't be ashamed of that. Whatever you need to do to feel your best is what needs to be done. 
Right. And that's, that's part of like the stigma that I want to break down, you know, is we don't have to hide, you know, and honestly, like no one really needs to know that you do those things and it's okay to go like right. people that you love and you trust and they care for you and your well-being. Nobody has to know that you're going to counseling. And even if they do know it is perfectly 100% okay, because I mean, you need to be your best self. And if you can't get there, you know, by yourself and you need that extra help, then you just need that extra help. And that was hard for me to come to terms with, like, especially with being on medication. Like for a little bit, I was like, I hate that I have to do this. I hate that I have to be on this. But um, my counselor gave me some really good advice and he was just like, you know, I have bad cholesterol. He was like, no matter how much I work out or how good I eat or how active I am, my body just doesn't work. I just have bad cholesterol. And he was like, so should I just not take my medicine just because I don't want to do this for the rest of my life? And I was like, well, no. And he was like, well, okay, you need medicine. You need help. And right. that to me opened up my eyes that I'm okay with it and it's fine. And I'm, I'm happy to feel good and like myself again, no matter, you know, how I had to do that. Because just like having bad cholesterol is a health issue, anxiety is too. Like it's real. It's not just in your head and it was causing like physical pain. And I think that's probably where some of the stigma comes around because still so many people don't think it's a real thing or they don't understand it and they don't understand that it is an actual like medical problem. It's a medical issue. Yeah, I feel like that too. I feel like a lot of people just don't understand because they've never been there. And so they're just, they're just, they don't, you know, they're just kind of like, like I said earlier, like, we'll just get over it, you know? And you're like, I really can't. Like, I, I, it's not just in my head. I really can't. Right. I mean, when your whole body is reacting to it or you're thinking of these thoughts that are going and going, you know, it's not just something you can shut off. And unless you're someone that has gone through that, it's hard to see. Yeah. And I think it's probably because, okay, you can go to the doctor and they can run a test and give you test results and tell you, oh, you have bad result or cholesterol or a heart issue or something's wrong with your kidneys. But with anxiety, it's almost invisible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think that's why there's a, a stigma around it because it's not like you can just go take a test and, or they can draw your blood and be like, yep, you're anxious. Right. Yeah, exactly. Just like with like any mental health, you know, with any mental mm -hmm. health disorder, it's not something that you could, you know, just go get your blood drawn and be like, oh yeah, you know what? You have depression or right. this is your issue. <laughs> yes. It's not that simple. It's like, I, a lot of people don't understand that. And that's what I hope that with this podcast and talking to other people and gaining new perspective that I can reach other people who feel like not heard and just know that like it is a real thing and it's going to be okay. You know, there's other people that are out there too that struggle and I just hope that I could reach at least one person with that. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure your reach will probably go even farther than that because um, 
I mean, I listened to your introduction um, podcast and I could just tell like how passionate you were about it. And I want to say you have a really good voice for podcasting. <laughs> you are, um, you were like the third person to tell me that. And I was like, are you serious? I've always like been so shy about my voice. I think everyone's insecure about their own voice because when, you know, when you talk, like you hear yourself as certain way and then you listen back and you're like oh I sound like that but no you have a really like soothing voice and I was like she has a really good podcasting voice I hate my voice I I hardly ever like um listen back to my Instagram videos because I dislike it so much but no you have a really soothing voice but um going back to what I was saying is I can just tell how passionate you are um about mental health and helping people and so I know that you are going to have like a reach and you're going to help so many people. Thank you. I hope so. I mean mental health and just that I am so passionate about it like and that's why I'm going to school you know for what I'm going for <laughs> because I just want to help. I want to help as many people as I possibly can and I just I want like I've said over and over I want to help the stigma. I want to stop it or at least at least help it as much as I can. Right. Um, yeah. And like you said, even if it's helping one person realize that, and maybe it will be helping someone who doesn't have anxiety, um, realize, oh, my friend who does have anxiety, they're not crazy. Like this is a thing and I can be a better support for them. There's so many different ways that you, w you can reach people with this. Yeah, that's true. I didn't, you know, I never thought of that as you could, you could reach others who are maybe don't suffer from it personally, but we could, by talking and them hearing, you know, like us talking about our anxiety stories and stuff that we've gone through because of it, they might be able to help their friends or someone they love and care about. And that's important too, because like we said earlier, a support group is so important to have. Yes. And I guarantee you, if you don't suffer from anxiety, you know, at least one person at least one, I guarantee you it's probably more than that, but at least one person who struggles with anxiety. Mm -hmm. I think, I think that too. I really do. Uh, it's, it's, it's not everywhere, but it's a lot more than you think. Like a lot more people than you think have it too. And just speaking out and talking, you'll be able to find those people, you know, you can find that support group. Yes. Sometimes in life, we need to give in to the fact that maybe we need help. We all want to be strong. We all want to be able to handle anything on our own, but sometimes you just can't. It was very hard for me to come to terms that I needed to seek out help outside of myself and friends and family. So I went to therapy and still continue to this day. But maybe you're like Callie, where she had a good foundation of a support group. She had people to talk to, and she chose to approach her anxiety in a new way, in a different way. And no matter how you approach your anxiety or how you choose to make it better for you, that's up to you. That's your decision to make. So never be afraid 
to step out of your comfort zone and get that extra boost you need to be the best that you can. I realized that I didn't want to suffer from these chest pains every single day. And I realized that I was tired of my mind always racing. And if I'm being honest, I was really tired of not being the best mom, wife, friend, and daughter that I could be. Anxiety is rough. Any mental disorder is. But once you realize that you have the strength to overcome it, there is nothing stopping you any longer. Don't let anything get in your way, especially anxiety. I hope that everyone enjoyed this episode. I hoped it helped those of you who do have anxiety, and I hope it helped you be more mindful of you and how important self-care is when you are dealing with mental health. I encourage everyone to go read this week's blog post at letsbe-mindful.com and read all about my tips on how to tackle your anxiety. Until next time.